0: All right, folks, thank you for joining me. It's a Sunday night session. I apologize for arriving late. I was attending to some very important business, and I want to say I am sincerely sorry that I'm running behind. Uh, But I can assure you that we are going to run it up tonight talking about major events to finish off the year 2022. And critical year, you guys saw it's a historical year that we're going to be completing. And I don't think that we're done. And I'm specifically going to talk about some upcoming dates and events that we can mark on our calendars and prepare for. Because uh, I, I still think that this thing gets shaken up. I think we go to the downside further. And I don't know what exchange goes next. I don't know exactly what false flag they plan for us next. But we're going to continue to watch this unfold. Okay, And so tonight I'm going to give you guys the events that I got on my list and my schedule to watch for over the next month or so. And then, uh, that's going to be after we go through our current events, cryptocurrency full update for you guys tonight. I appreciate everyone for tuning in. Now let's take a look here. Coin market cap is telling us that Bitcoin just went below 17 K that's 16, nine for our Bitcoin Ethereum at 1,246 XRP is going to be at 37 cents. We'll go into the TA. Let's go into the sticks at the end of this one. Uh, Interesting note here from Dave Greta. Friendly reminder, the S&P 500 returns from 2000 to 2011 were zero. So it always amazes me, this traditional stock portfolio play, 401k program, the pension funds are going bust. And we just continue to ask, you know, how's your program working out? And unfortunate, we don't like the fact that the pensions, that the 401ks and retirement accounts are getting completely obliterated right now. So, uh, and we were looking at, you know, the different options out there that are available. And thankfully there are finally more options now for precious metals and for cryptocurrency. I'm not here to tell you where to invest your money or give you financial advice, but I have partnered up with someone down below for your precious metals, specifically rolling over your 401k retirement account. And if you just want to buy a big bag of precious metals, they'll, they'll ship it to your house too. So get in touch with my people if you're looking to do that, but It's truly sad. And you go back and you look at the bonds, historical, uh, terrible losses in the bond markets. Okay. And then we go back and we look at these major index funds that are supposed to be, you know, you know, just a balanced play. Everyone needs to have some of these stuffed into their portfolio. And like I said, how's your program working out? It's not looking good for the major indexes and the stocks, I think, still have much more downside, a lagging space, a lagging asset class compared to the cryptocurrency. So be prepared for that. Let's continue on. Here we go. We got uh, the big boys meeting over in Saudi Arabia. Uh, this is Mohammed bin Salomani. I think I got that name somewhat correct. Mohammed bin Salomani from Saudi Arabia, the current king, saying goodbye to President Xi After three days of meetings, this is from Wall Street Silver. They say time will tell, but judging from the cold and humiliating reception of Biden in the extreme, excuse me, in the extremely warm reception of China, The U.S. is no longer a close Saudi ally and we are seeing that the deals are getting done with the BRICS nations and it's it's accelerating very rapidly for all to see now. The mainstream media finally catching up two years later to the truth that we've been laying down here for for the last two years now. and, And we've been tapped in for about a decade on our research and understanding and operating businesses every day in this market. But to finally come see it in the you know, now you're seeing the actors Meet, shake hands, do the deals, and it's an absolute mockery of our, well, you know, I don't want to say too much. Let's be nice. I hope Joe's doing good. Let's just say that. Let's just leave it at that for tonight. What do you guys think? And James Rule, XRP, sharing this one with us. BRICS is working to develop its own financial infrastructure, including a joint payment network. With some member states having already switched to trade in local currencies in order to reduce dependence on the U.S. dollar and euro. Now, this deals uh, Egypt right here joining the BRICS New Development Bank. Let's check out this article right here. Thank you, James Rule XRP, for sharing this one from us. Egypt joins the BRICS New Development Bank. Uh, So this is exciting to see, right? The BRICS nations accelerating. But it reminded me of past partnerships that we saw with Ripple and XRP in that region, in that country as well. Here we have Egyptian Central Bank approves use of RippleNet. This is being shared to us, uh, today's XRP news, October 11th, 2021. For those sending money abroad to students or those living abroad sending money back home, your life is about to get much easier thanks to Fari's new partnership with an unnamed Egyptian bank after receiving approval from the Egyptian Central Bank. The transfer service will streamline the process for those sending and receiving money and will make Egypt's remittance revenue more efficient. The new program will also make use of the cryptocurrency Ripple and its blockchain network to make sure there's no corruption or lost funds. Now, this is the main problem here that we've been dealing with, the misinformation. Like I tell you guys, there's just people that are down and outright lying to you. That's disinformation. And then we just have misinformation and confusion as well because they're calling it the Ripple cryptocurrency when we know that there is a distinction here between the company Ripple and the cryptocurrency XRP. But nonetheless, we go in further and I knew there was another one too. So I pulled up this article as well. Check it out. Egypt's largest bank joins Ripple Network for cross-border payments. Egypt is in the top five nations globally in terms of remittance flows from expat communities. And that was the National Bank of Egypt is to harness blockchain technology from Ripple for a remittance corridor with the United Arab Emirates. Right. So what we just showed. Mohammed bin Soleimani right there, Saudi Arabia, that region, Egypt, firing up the corridors for the XRP ripple on demand liquidity network as well. And so we start to see here public announcements, public handshakes, mockery of the United States and the Western financial world is getting left in the dust, or at least that's how the story is going so far. We still think that the United States and the Western nations, the IMF, Federal Reserve powers that be, still have a couple cards up their sleeve. But this is the battle that we're reporting on every single night. The powers that be not wanting to give up control of this new financial system that's going to be a level playing field that's going to move to asset backed currencies that's going to move to what the hell are you going to back your cbdc by because i don't want to use your cbdc unless it's backed by something and you're running it on open source permissionless decentralized ledgers like the xrp ledger that actually work efficiently and scale for solutions like CBDC, but please skip us and pass us with the abuse of our rights that we've seen and could potentially be used with this technology. It's a very simple discussion for me. Let's go asset-backed. Let's run it on distributed ledger technologies. There's a few solid blockchains that actually work, and if it's not going to be XRP, who's it going to be? has been the main question that we've been uh, asking for as long as we've been in the cryptocurrency space. If it's not going to be XRP or XLM or some of the other ISO cryptos that have real utility, have functional scalable ledgers that are efficient and ISO compliant, which I do think matters. Other than that, there's only a couple that even come into the conversation, but we've been making the case here and we've been seeing the partnerships with Ripple. It's just one after another, every single corridor that matters. And as you're seeing with all of the BRICS nations, the people, the governments, the central banks that are moving away from the US dollar dropping the reserves, dropping the treasuries, no longer doing trade deals, don't care if you kick us off swift, we got gold, we got oil, natural gas, commodities. And we're willing to fight for it. And they're putting up one hell of a fight in the currency war, the commodity war, the supply chain crisis. And then you're seeing it go live now in kinetic warfare, unfortunately, in the Ukraine situation and in other regions as well. And that's the unfortunate part about this is that every war has been a central banker war. This is what we've been fighting about the whole time. And what do you have here? Open source permission list. Anybody can use it. XRP and a few other cryptos that can move move humanity forward. But they stall them up with the SEC lawsuit. They run all sorts of programs over the last two years to shake things up, didn't they? To an ex- to accelerate a program. All, all, a designed collapse of, of an existing system that, Obviously is outdated and obviously are, uh, you know, whether you want to call them enemies or, uh, you know, for me, when I look at these countries, I just say they're working for the interest of their people. You know, and I'm speaking as an American most of the time, but I speak on behalf of humanity. We all want to see this moving forward and God bless these other regions, these other corridors, the largest bank in Egypt for firing it up and using on-demand liquidity. It just makes sense. Let's get it done. And their people are sending a lot of money. It's a tremendous use case in those regions and we'd love to see it. Continuing on, Ryan Selkis, how's your program working out? Big time Ethereum Maxi, right? He is the uh, founder of Masari Crypto, financial reporting and market intelligence for crypto professionals. Okay, But, but he's been a big hater of XRP and Ripple. That's been for sure. But we ask, how's your program working out? And Ryan says here, I've tried to operate ethically in this space for a decade, but I'm starting to just feel guilt by association at this point. Disgusted and signing off. Now, what an interesting, different, you know, what a completely different reality from what we just discussed with Ripple and XRP and what some of these other crypto projects are going on versus these proof of work maxis and the narrative that they've been pushing right? You know, he says he's been trying to operate ethically in the space for a decade. And this is why we said that 90% of the space doesn't really turn us on, doesn't get us going, doesn't have u- real utility, isn't solving big problems. Hey, it's cute, bro. If you miss the pump, you might as well skip out on it because the real utility long-term solutions are not going to be solved with this little little hyped project, this little hyped token. Um, and then, you know, when we go to the big, the big boys, Ethereum, Bitcoin, how's the program working Now It's a complete failure. You know, you know, obviously Bitcoin has no utility store of value. How's that working out, bro? And then we have Ethereum proof of work updating to proof of stake. And we called it the biggest flop in cryptocurrency history. Ethereum 2.0. The rollout was an absolute flop. An embarrassment to the space and an obvious Ethereum monopoly free pass. That's all part of the rigged corruption that we're trying to expose and fix. And people, you know, act like we need to have Ethereum in our bag, man. I don't, you know, I'm not here to stand on some moral high ground, but for one, the program just doesn't work out. And for two, you are holding back this country. And that that's not what we're trying to do here. We want the level playing field. Now, I'm not saying that anything bad should happen to Ethereum holders, believers, the, the you know, the people that are actually working on Ethereum. I hope it works out for them. But for us, we just don't got time. Like these other countries that are having to adopt the new systems faster, the new you know, distributed ledger technologies, moving back to asset-backed currencies faster, we've been able to sit back and hang out and stall out. And that's the problem that we're trying to, to fix here. And you know, being, inv- being involved in the space for nearly a decade, and he's starting to feel guilt by association and wanting to sign off. Now, these are the OGs in the space. That that all of the newbies come in and, and look up to, you know, the Pomplianos that shield BlockFi, the Ryan Selkis that, you know, has been his own program, you know, and some of these guys, you know, I respect them. I listened to them when I first came into the space, Pompliano and others, and I believed it. I soaked it up. Okay, this is cool. And then I learned, wait. <laughs> first off, I, 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 you know, I see that you guys were able to pump it using Tether and, uh, you know, other manipulation tools. Right, And continuing perpetuating a hopium dream that eventually something's going to get done on this ledger. But in the meantime, we see here that there is no true utility or use case associated with this ledger. So that's not going to get it done in the new financial system. And you guys have been showing this thing for for everyone, all the noobs, getting caught up in your guys' scheme. And it's very unfortunate. Getting caught up in FTX, BlockFi, and I can name about another half dozen or more programs that were all shilled and we've just been on the sidelines watching the show like man uh that's unfortunate for the clients of ftx but yes we we knew that the exchanges were going to go bust when tether fails we'll be watching that one from the sidelines too like you know i told you guys just a month ago that i got completely out of tether stopped trading because the liquidity on these exchanges i do not trust any of them so thank god Qcoin was able to get me tethered to xrp xrp the hell off the exchange thank you very much i'll see you later and i was able to get a nice little bag doing that too by the way but we know how's your program working out thank god that these guys perpetuated this bitcoin deal because we used it to our advantage to short the hell out of the bitcoin over the last four months and uh took advantage of that now continuing on to the cryptocurrency news let's continue here charles gasparino bank of america ceo brian moneyhan now on white house shortlist to replace secretary yellen janet notellen yellen if she decides to leave post as expected Move comes after well-orchestrated media blitz and attendance at state dinners. He, along with Governor Raimondo, are front runners. more later. That was reported two days ago, but huge shout-out to Charles Gasparino for staying over top of the Ripple versus SEC lawsuit and reporting getting that inside scoop from Wall Street. Very interesting to see Bank of America Ripple partner. Now, isn't it interesting how all roads lead back to Ripple behind the scenes? Ripple partner going all the way back to 2016. I mean, before I was in crypto, Bank of America had the Ripple partnership. Brian Moneyhand, CEO of Bank of America, getting ready to move on in. And how perfect, right? How perfect. We've got our people everywhere that we need them. You know? We, We got them right where we want them. Now, we got this one over the weekend. This was everyone got all riled up in the XRP community because of Charles Hoskinson saying that we could, he's hearing rumors that there's going to be a settlement on uh, December 15th and that there's going to be catastrophic uh, ramifications for the rest of the space. And to that, we say, yes, we knew that was coming because 90% of cryptocurrencies did an unregistered security and ICO to you know American investors, which brings in the power of the SEC, you know, many of these blockchains still aren't even decentralized, but many of them did do an unregistered securities offering before they had the blockchain built out the way that they structured that are at their ICO definitely meets the definition of an unregistered security offering. So, yeah, it's not a surprise. And Charles Hoskinson saying that Cardano does not meet that definition of a security, but that's up to the SEC. And, and, and as you're seeing, if you really want to go up to battle against them, you might need some big bucks here. Like Ripple just spent a hundred million, Charles quoted. Uh, You know, these cases involve hundreds of millions of dollars and they get way drawn out. And I think that, uh, you know, here's the thing. I want to invest in Cardano just because I like Charles Hoskinson. I have that much respect for the guy. You know, I haven't invested in Cardano. I've never held Cardano, but I do respect him as a American businessman and entrepreneur. But that being said, A lot of these cryptos, we are expecting them to be tied up as securities and to eventually just go away because they don't have utility. So this does not surprise us, but you guys see here, he says on December 15th, he's hearing rumors of a settlement, but digital asset investor shares a Kendra Hill post here underneath this. Now you guys got to check this out. I'm not going to play the clip. Most of you guys have already listened to this clip. Basically, he's just saying that it's going to be December 15th rumors for a settlement. And DAI says right here, perfectly said, the Bitcoin maxis seem to be raging over XRP lately. Kramer calls it a con. Hoskinson seems scared that he's next and even mentions that Bitcoin and Ethereum uh, is XRP about to be the only digital asset with clarity. Anyone seen those Hinman documents? Kendra Hill down below. Now, he shares this post here from Kendra Hill. We've been touching base on this one. Cryptocurrency will be made illegal and this is from the OG Kendra Hill blog. This is not a maybe, this is a warning. Nothing is left up to chance. Our world is always planned years in advance. If you fail the plan, you are planning to fail, and failure is not an option. Allowing additional uh, currencies to exist when the world is only using one would be disruptive, so it will not be tolerated, and it will be easier to stop than you think. The illusion that Bitcoin, for example, is untouchable, the reality is, is that the government controlled through the use of mining pools. Any cryptocurrency aiming to be decentralized digital currency will not survive. The one that we will use already has been chosen." Now we touched on that when we did our Stellar XLM deep dive about how XLM is you know kind of set up to be that that one currency that one world currency, and how XRP is meant to be used for derivatives on the back end, right? So we touched on that on the XLM deep dive. I highly recommend you guys check that one out if you haven't already. Now the next one here, we got to look at this chart from Dark Defender. I found it interesting. That Charles says is that we might have you know a settlement by the fifteenth. Then we have Dark Defender here saying that we got to make a decision on the TA by December 14th. Dark Defender says, my dears, we checked the long-term XRP status yesterday. Here's an update on the four-hour chart. XRP is again close to making a solid decision on or before the 14th of December. So here you guys go. Here's the chart. You guys can take a look at this thing. Decision time on or before December 14th, okay? Current support at 38 cents. And this has been our resistance since November 25th. Now, he shows there that the above resistance is going to be that 47-cent level, okay? So, we'll see. We'll be watching this one closely. And at the end of this session, I'm going to show you guys the key dates. sorry about that. At the end of the session, I'm going to show you guys the key dates that I'm actually watching for some potential moves here. But this one from Fred Rispoli in regards to Charles' uh, comments here. He heard rumors and then discusses discusses potential catastrophic consequences for the industry and emphasizes how Cardano is not a security. If there's a valid basis to rumors, my hunch is settlement would be a uh, XRP equals a security pre 2018 because that would be catastrophic for non xrp tokens so basically saying that before on-demand liquidity was really starting to get adopted that xrp would be a security or something along that so the xrp that they were using early on and those sales could potentially be a security the way that ripple was marketing them or getting those deals signed could, could could have made that xrp a security but today's xrp will not be a security and obviously, that would have major catastrophic uh, you know, ramifications for the rest of the space. Now, the next real update that we got here, James Philan re- uh, reporting on this one. Parties request that the court set a deadline of January 4th, 2023, by which the non-parties Musk asked to seal any portions of the summary judgment materials or else waive any objections to the court's ruling on the party's sealing applications. OK, so by January 4th, we got to see what else they want to have redacted. Now, we have this one from Nathaniel CJ Rothschild. This is important, folks. The price and the market cap of a coin isn't invested capital. So a lot of people think that market cap means how much capital is invested into a stock, a commodity like gold, or a cryptocurrency but it's a, just a reflection of the order book which exchanges can manipulate a lot. This is especially true for BNB on Binance. So what does he mean? Basically, the order book on these exchanges is going to control uh, what the market cap is. So basically, orders are being set for a given price, so that that's the data that, that we then put into the market cap calculation, but he's saying that that is rigged, right? That that is rigged. These exchanges can manipulate that a lot. And as you're seeing, uh, obviously, if one new person, say one new person buys Bitcoin for 30,000 today, that would then move the whole market cap up because it goes off the last traded price. So as you can see, using you know Tether as the main stable coin to put, prop up the space and these, these exchanges being able to prop up their own tokens, uh, creating fake liquidity and volume for coins like Bitcoin and others and their own tokens, of course. right? So these are the different types of tools and ways that they manipulate this thing. And then everyone is going around screaming market cap bro at us. And we're like, listen, the market cap bro you know, it kind of has a little relevance kind of more in the stock market or gold for that matter. But, you know, basically we're just pulling the numbers from the exchanges. But uh, as we've been seeing, these, these, these prices do not represent the real value of some of these commodities like gold, silver, and do not reflect the today's price of XRP does not reflect the value of the distributed ledger and of one token down the road. And so this is the opportunity for us taking advantage of these suppressed coins while the market cap bros are trying to figure out, you know, what, what inputs to put into their calculator. Now. In regards to market cap versus liquidity uh, that is available, this is how I I, I recently just brought this up, and I I thought it's a great way. People need to transform the way that they think about market cap and then comparing that with uh, supply that is available for liquidity. Okay. Now, in regards here, I'm about to show you guys that Christine Lagarde just mentioned on-demand liquidity. And this is exactly the difference between a liquidity solution like an XRP token or an XLM or others where their main utility is liquidity. Liquidity is the biggest quote unquote problem function utility uh, based off of value in the new fourth industrial revolution in the new world, in the new financial system. In my opinion, it's the biggest uh, value the biggest chunk of value is going to be solved and going to be placed within the liquidity solution, the liquidity utility. I'm not going to rattle off the numbers on SWIFT, on ACI Worldwide and others, but you guys get the difference here between market cap, bro, and supply available for liquidity. And and basically, you know, what is the amount of liquidity that any given uh, token can provide? any, any given distributed ledger technology can provide like an XRP, like an on-demand liquidity. Now, this one here from Jack, the Rippler, we got a big boom. Christine Lagarde is talking about on-demand liquidity. Let's listen to Christine. Let's, let's see what she has to say.
1: The money market funds experienced acute liquidity strains. You all remember that. This reflected a structural liquidity mismatch at the heart of their operations with them offering on-demand liquidity to investors, while at the same time investing in more illiquid assets. And that is because we must contend with potentially new sources of financial stability risk. For example, one area in which the financial system is adapting to new technologies is in the so-called crypto-assets and decentralized Finance, DeFi. Crypto assets are exceptionally volatile and pose considerable risks to consumers. Recall, after peaking in November 21, that was just a year ago, the price of Bitcoin fell by almost 75% in one year. And only last month, we saw the chaotic complete collapse of FTX, a crypto asset exchange once valued at $32 billion, and a critical player in that field. While the impact of such episodes has been contained so far, systemic risk could easily arise from increasing interlinkages between the crypto ecosystem and the traditional financial system. Policymakers, including macroprudential authorities, must carefully consider if and how the crypto ecosystem needs to be regulated. Europe has been at the forefront here with the Agreement on the Markets in Crypto Assets Regulation, also known as MICA. The money market funds...
0: All right, there you have it, folks, from Christine Lagarde herself. And, you know, people make fun of me for, you know, back in the day when I was more into looking at the numerology and the stuff like that, and people make fun of me for looking into that stuff, and it's like, Christine Lagarde, all these people worship this stuff they all worship numerology don't take it up with me bro they're the ones that do the ftx sacrifice that she's so giddy about on the full blood moon lunar eclipse on our election day and we called it so perfectly and people want to you know come at me and i'm like i'm sorry it's what they worship you see her mention the numerology of 21. And there was an old clip of her talking about, you know, how important sevens were. And we just talked about how we were going through the seven year, the Shemitah year. Now we entered the Jubilee year. Folks, major, major dates and events. I'm going to get right on into it, folks. But you can see she specifically mentions on-demand liquidity. Well, what do we have here, folks? Ripple patented xrp-powered on-demand liquidity network for cross-border transactions the united states patent and trademark office officially granted the patent on january 26th according to the documents filed on the uspto website ripple has a uh, ripple has patented a network computing system for its xrp-powered cross-border payment product on demand liquidity now you guys see the perfect script, the perfect setup. Who's walking in with Christine Lagarde to the Bank of International Settlements? God bless him. None other than Brad Garlinghouse. Who's going down to Antarctica? Taking a fun little trip down to Antarctica? Are David Schwartz. Right? And it's important to be at those tables. It's important to be at those discussions. And it's important to understand how they are operating a mockery to our face behind the scenes. The deals have been done. The greatest transfer of wealth in world history. Most people distracted the crypto kids further distracted with NFTs, meme coins. And then we have Bitcoin, Ethereum, proof of work, maxis. Meanwhile, we have Christine Lagarde, former head of the IMF. Now the head of the European central bank, right? Specifically, citing on-demand liquidity after she makes fun of their sacrifice of the FTX exchange. They are about to come in with sweeping regulations, as you guys see, with the MICA build that she she just uh, uh, mentioned there in Europe. Europe at the forefront, and where have we just gotten our most recent on-demand liquidity partnerships in France and Sweden over there for XRP on-demand liquidity. Now, as soon as you get it in one corridor, one region, that's the flip of the switch moment. And then we just start to bring on more uh, on-demand liquidity, more adoption from there. As soon as we get regulations, green light from Christine Lagarde or whoever the, the, the regulators may be. Once we come to that agreement, right? The corridors lit up, the on-demand liquidity starts to build up. And that's a completely different conversation from market cap, bro. And as I said in my video today, when I was talking about, uh, you know, I, I dropped a video earlier today titled, could Coinbase legally steal our Songbird and Spark tokens? I highly recommend that you guys check it out. And at the end of this session, maybe I'll have time for some Q&A on the most recent developments in the buyback proposal and whatever else you guys want to run by me. But I was talking about this, uh, this, this potential here. And right now, um I I said in that session earlier today, sorry. I said in that session earlier today that I don't care if you think your XRP is worth today's price of 37 cents, if you think it's worth 37,000, it is up to us as the legal token holders or so we thought we were to make our claims loud often and you know, we need to be heard because we're coming up and we have new laws that are being written that can undermine our rights as investors and owners of digital assets. So I highly encourage you guys to check out that video. I'll be talking more on this further. Um, But you guys need to understand that there is new laws and regulations coming out here where they can seriously undermine your rights as far as us being able to legally lose out on our rights to our Songbird tokens and our Spark tokens if we don't make a claim within two years of it being sold off. And the same thing could be happening here with if, if the SEC somehow able to get a ruling that XRP is a hybrid security. It's systematically important. Christine Lagarde needs, you know, she, she needs 20 billion for the IMF. And, you know, maybe maybe the IMF needs 10 billion and Christine wants, you know, you know, 5 billion for the European Central Bank. Then they have to do some sort of buyback. They have to do some sort of hybrid security like they did with gold, right? Because it's going to be established as a new reserve currency, just like Ripple said in 2017. The simple goal of making XRP a world reserve currency. Excuse me. And making it as liquid as a G10 currency. Very simple goals. And, you know, it looks like they are they have accomplished it. The only thing that we're holding up here is the SEC case. But the point being. We got to make the claim to what our XRP is. We got to make the claim for our Songbird tokens, and and we got to understand that this is a special asset. This is a situation that we haven't seen in probably ever, ever. I mean, people were able to hold the reserve currency back in the 1930s, right? Until they weren't, and then they shortchanged the American people, and then they set the price higher. Now. You know, is that set price for XRP going to be five dollars fifty, five hundred, fifty thousand? That's a, a whole other debate. That's a whole other conversation. Um, and I'll get into more on that. Let, let, let's continue on. Let me finish up this session, then I'll get back into Q and A session at the end of this. And you guys can ask me some of the most recent developments that we're seeing here with the buyback proposal. But this is why I've been talking about this with, with a new sense of urgency and i'm going to continue to bring it up because guys this is seriously important it's not a conversation about $50,000 XRP it's a conversation about our rights as uh XRP token holders our rights to the airdrops and the uh, the other you know basically property the other assets the other uh privileges that are going to come with holding that reserve currency we have to understand that and we have to understand the potential here is a much bigger price Then a market bro calculation, the the market cap bro calculation only takes it, you know, to maybe we can get a few trillion in there. Maybe we can, uh, you know, go to five or $10 and that's where you're going to see a lot of people dump their XRP without understanding that this asset is primed to be set at a much higher price, whether it's adopted as the one and only reserve currency, or if we're halfway wrong about all of our predictions, our speculations, all of our theories about XRP, if we're 50% wrong, it's still a life-changing opportunity. I mean, shoot, for some of us, it's still a generational wealth opportunity because it's going to get the bag going, and we know what to do. Once we get the bag, we're going to keep it rolling, and we're not going to give up control of that asset, God willing, if we make our, cl- our claims early, loud, and often. And so that's why we're, that's what we're doing right now, guys. A lot of people were confused about the buyback proposal. A lot of people, you know, get turned off by the 50K. That's fine. That's cool. Pull up for the rest of the conversation because that's only half of it. The other half of it is our rights as token holders. Do you, Have you, have you you know, have you, have you actually, you know, sat down to look at the uniform commercial code that is being amended right now as we speak? While we're distracted by a Ripple versus SEC lawsuit, they're changing the laws at the state level right now as we speak. Wyoming and, you know, three other states have already accepted it. The rest of the states here in the United States here, you know, getting ready to accept this uh, amendments and updates, specifically the Article 12 take free rule, where if you don't make a claim in two years, the asset's gone, It's not yours. The rights of the buyer downstream, the innocent buyer who didn't know or, you know, didn't know of any other claims on this property, on this NFT that was stolen, uh, you, you know, would, would be have superior rights to you. If you don't make a claim within two years, it's the Wyoming statute. You guys can pull this up and look up yourself. UCC article 12, take free rule. Wyoming has adopted it with a few other states. This is happening as we speak. And it's incredible. Because when I was speaking with Jimmy, you know, it's like he he was right. I was like, holy cow. They have distracted us with the SEC ripple lawsuit. Right? We're all looking at that. Meanwhile, we got the real laws being passed already by the states. And this is what makes the union here in the United States so interesting, is that we get to move state by state level. And you guys are already finding that out. You guys in New York trying to buy XRP, you can't find an exchange to get it done. You guys are trying to VPN it, do whatever you can. Whatever it takes to acquire these suppressed assets, but you guys are seeing some states implementing a different program than others. But we got to understand, we got to know this, we got to have this conversation. Sorry for ranting, let's continue on. Just a couple more here to go. Michael Branch, roughly 10 hours ago, a large transaction carrying $55 million worth of XRP was detected. That was 143 million XRP on the move. Now, that's interesting. Yeah, we're seeing lots of whale movements and that is cool, but I wanted to show you guys this. This is this is big. So what we have here is Ripple partner Bitso launches new remittance corridor. According to Crowdfund Insider this week, major Ripple partner Bitso Crypto Exchange entered into a partnership with Felix Pago in order to launch a new remittance corridor from the U.S. to Mexico where Bitso is based. The geography of Bitso operations includes Brazil, Colombia, Argentina, uh, Argentina, and Mexico. This is the largest crypto exchange in Latin America and is the only crypto unicorn in this region. The new remittance service is intended to provide cheap and fast money transfers for customers. So let's go back here. Let's let's hold up. So first off, I started out this session by telling you guys that the largest bank in Egypt adopted XRP on-demand liquidity. And then here we have another corridor getting fired up here. And we have Bitso, which is leading the way. The largest crypto exchange in Latin America and the only crypto unicorn in the region is dominating Using XRP on-demand liquidity. And we just got the Brazil corridor fired up. And now you're seeing the rest of them go as well. Colombia, Argentina, and Mexico. That got fired up with the MoneyGram partnership. That was a great test over there with MoneyGram. But now you're seeing Bitso lead the way. And you're seeing major whale movements with Bitso. Because they're one of the few uh, exchanges that's actually getting uh, XRP from Ripple. Which... To that point, um, you know, I've been mentioning this and I've been worrying about this is that we're seeing that Ripple's not giving XRP to exchanges, specifically in America, because one, they've delisted it. And so what are they doing now? They're not giving it to any exchanges other than exchanges for their on-demand liquidity partnerships, where they have regulatory clarity, where there's rules of the road, and then they fire up the on-demand liquidity with their partners and their partners are dominating, just like got leaked. From Ripple Swell Conference, people talking about conversations with Brad Garlinghouse where he, you know, they're saying that Bank of America is going to have a strategic advantage in the space once they get regulatory clarity using XRP. Not using anything else, using XRP. You know, uh, you know, Bank of America, we just covered this actually in two sessions ago, has filed about, you know, a few hundred Patents. And now, as I just showed you, Ripple filed their patent for on-demand liquidity, but Bank of America, been a Ripple partner since 2016, filed hundreds of patents. Their CEO is slated to potentially become the new secretary of the treasury, take over the treasury department, right? And then now we see other partners in other regions like Bitso here in South America, the largest crypto exchange in Latin America, just firing up the liquidity and just continues to grow. And they continue to get more XRP month after month from Ripple. Which leads to me to believe that short-term, there's going to be a supply shock for XRP on the exchanges that we're all using, right? But it also leads me to believe that if, you know, potentially, uh, you know, if, if we get clarity for XRP, that Ripple would be willing to load back up the exchanges here in the United States. So maybe we wouldn't have as big of a supply shock as I'm expecting, but if, you know, XRP is really not meant for us and they only want to give it to banks and financial institutions for basically wholesale payments. It never would go to the retail level. Like it wouldn't be they'd be giving it to Bank of America so that you could go open up an XRP account at Bank of America. Now now maybe Bank of America is going to be willing to custody your XRP, right? This is this is where this gets very interesting is that we haven't seen any XRP going to exchanges for retail traders. Uh, We've basically only been seeing XRP go to institutions that are using on-demand liquidity. Now, that's been happening for about the past two years. Okay? Now, let's take a quick look at the sticks here before we finish up this session. Okay, looking at the chart here for our Bitcoin chart, you guys see that we went back down to the downside today. Uh, this thing has been tracking our moon phase pattern pretty closely. The only thing that I noticed is that we didn't go as low as we were expecting on this full moon that we just had on December uh, December 8th. We only went down to about 16,700, and that was about a day before the full moon, okay? So we did set kind of a little micro cycle low here before we recovered back up to 17,300, and now we have broken back down below 17K to start the week, Okay. So back below 17k to start the week, not looking good for Bitcoin, but you can see that this pattern's been following pretty closely, but at the time of this recording, I am not trading this market. Now, the key and important dates that we got coming up, folks, mark these ones down on your calendar. Starting out this week, we're going to be having the house hearing that's supposed to include testimony from Sam Bankman-Fried happening on the 13th. Then we have Rupert Murdoch is going to be deposed on the 13th and 14th, and he's the uh, basically the CEO of Fox News, and that's in regards to the Dominion defamation lawsuit, which brings us back to our elections. We have some election lawsuits still underway. Yeah, defamation lawsuit against Fox News by Dominion. Rupert Murdoch is going to be deposed on the 13th and 14th. Something to watch there. We have the Federal Reserve is going to be meeting on the 13th and 14th. And then we have the SEC is going to be voting on the Wall Street overhaul on the 14th. Okay, so this is supposed to be one of the largest overhauls for markets and how they operate in decades. So the SEC is supposed to be voting on that on the 14th. And then we have Texas is going to be having BlackRock is going to be, uh, it has been subpoenaed uh, or basically is going to give, be giving testimony, I guess, for a ESG hearing in regards to their ESG standards. And that's going to be happening in Texas on 12-15. So that's going to be interesting. I don't know if that's the CEO of BlackRock, but it's going to be interesting to see who shows up from the company uh, and, and interesting to see what they talk about in that hearing on 12-15 And then, of course, Charles Hoskinson says that the Ripple SEC lawsuit is supposed to settle up on the 15th as well. So let's add that to our calendars, right? Let's watch that one. Abdullah Al Youssef, thank you for the SAR25. I don't know what currency that is, but I appreciate that super chat, brother. Zach, thanks for all the effort you're doing for educating us. Buyback is applicable only for USA or also Saudi Arabia. My brother, my friend, I think that there is going to be... um, potential for this to be adopted in other countries as well. And, you know, we've seen a precedent that happened in the United States back in the 1930s. I don't know, you know, exactly where you guys are at. I know that you guys have already been sitting down at the table with Ripple over there in Saudi Arabia. That has for sure happened as well as new deals being done with Russia and China and the BRICS nations as well. And so it's going to be interesting to see. I think that you guys are going to be fine though, because you guys are already getting regulations for for cryptocurrencies. You guys are already, you know, getting way more innovation, uh, much more ahead of the game here than the West. So you guys should be doing fine over there. And guys, we're going to do fine without a buyback. Um, You know, in fact, you know, I'm not really like rooting for a buyback to happen. It's just I'm. I, I think that it's necessary to make a claim because I'm in a country of the United States that's corrupt as. Hell, (laughs) that's the sad truth. I wish we didn't have to get lawyers involved. I wish we didn't have these people trying to undermine our country. But we're up against evil people here in my country, the United States. Saudi Arabia, you guys have got your own battles as well. But you guys are seeing major, major partnerships with Ripple over there in Saudi Arabia in that Middle East corridors firing up uh, very rapidly over there in that region. And it's going to be incredible to see because we know what kind of investments, we know what kind of money we got ready to pour from that region into the space. And it's going to be absolutely major. And it's going to be, depending on distributed ledger technology like XRP, to tokenize that oil market that's going to just, you know, I mean, we're talking trillions, guys. It's major, major, major. Um, Like my mentor, Dan Pena says, we're going to stop using gas vehicles when Saudi Arabia runs out of oil. And that ain't ever going to happen, according to my mentor, Dan Pena. So, you know, that's what he says. But nonetheless, um, that's a whole other discussion. But yeah, great question. And I do appreciate the super chat there from Saudi Arabia. Thank you for tuning in tonight. I appreciate you guys from all across this planet tuning in and enjoying the show. So we'll see if we get a settlement on 1215. According to Charles Hoskinson, he's hearing rumors. And then we have the House is going to be going to break on the 16th, and then the Senate is going to break on the 21st. So we have Congress going to break, 16th for the House, 21st for the Senate. They're going to be going off for break, and then I want you guys to watch this one. This is a sneaky one. You guys might not, you know, have any, uh, haven't heard of this one yet. On January 6th, the Supreme Court is supposed to have a conference in regards to a, Brunson versus Adams court case. I highly encourage you guys to take a look at it. See the ramifications of that case. See how it was brought up, how the clerk of the Supreme Court actually helped them get that case uh, accepted. And check out the implications there. January 6th, the Supreme Court has a conference scheduled for a Brunson versus Adams case. Check it out. January 6th is going to be the date of the conference Interesting one to watch out for, and then we are also hearing some rumors about some some announcements coming next month potentially um, for some from basically some uh, asset-backed currencies, some gold-backed currencies specifically. So it's going to be interesting, right? Because we just saw China, G's just went to Saudi Arabia. We're seeing record amounts of gold being purchased by these central banks. We're seeing trade deals done with these BRICS nations outside of the U.S. dollar rapidly accepting uh, distributed ledger technology, rapidly filling up the vaults with gold and doing their own deals for the oil, the vast resources that these nations and countries sit, sit upon, okay? Major deals underway, so I just laid it out there. Let me read this off again for a second time. This week, specifically this week's gonna be lit, guys. House hearing with Sam Bankman-Fried. Hopefully he's gonna testify, probably Zoom call in his T-shirt and sweat shorts from the Bahamas just sipping a pina colada. Sam Bakeman freed on the 13th. Rupert Murdoch is going to be deposed on the 13th and 14th. Watch that one in regards to our elections. Fed meeting on the 13th and 14th. Most people are expecting another. Uh, well, this this are going to. Uh, Increase interest rates by less instead of 75 basis points. They're expecting 50 basis points, which is half a percent of the federal fund rates. So, um, you know, I think that the markets kind of have this already priced in. So we'll see uh, if this brings us back down to the downside. I think that there's multiple potentials, catalysts that could bring us back down to the downside. But but nonetheless, what we've seen on these Fed meetings, watch this one closely, is we'll get kind of a little pump leading up to it before we quickly roll over. So watch out for that one uh SEC is going to be voting on the Wall Street overhaul on the 14th, and then we have the Texas BlackRock hearing on 1215 in regards to the ESG standards. Going to be interesting there. And then, like I said, Congress: we have House uh, House of Representatives going to break on the 16th, the Senate going to break on the 21st. Check out Supreme Court: Brunson versus Adams. Look it up. January 6 conference is scheduled. And then I'm also hearing rumors next month that we're going to have announcements about gold-backed currencies, okay? gonna be fun folks and i'm gonna be here with you guys the whole way through we got time to take some questions we got 670 with us in the youtube chat thank you guys if you haven't already please let's smash that thumbs up for me greatly appreciate all of you guys for keeping it lit here sunday late night session 10 p.m on the west coast the real one stayed up and i greatly appreciate you guys so much thank you so much all of our affiliate links are down below for your precious metals and for the other exchanges crypto wallets you know the deal thank you so much we also got uh, fresh merch Uh, has just dropped, and we got more merch on the way, so check it out, definitely get tapped in. We got the XRP merch, some fresh stuff for you, and more coming, okay? Thank you so much for all the support, guys. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in. And all that we ask is that you share this message with other like minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.